We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about navigating life, love, and relationships, one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 100 of Married Millennials. We hit the centennial mark. We've officially crossed over into the triple digits. 100 episodes of Married Millennials. Cue applause. Yeah. This is a I'm big so deal. Pumped. Yeah, I know. This is a lot. It's a this, big deal. This has been 100 consecutive weeks of sitting down and talking to you guys. Creating new content yeah. every single week. I, go, I just go back to that April day when we launched the podcast and had really no clue or concept in the direction we wanted to take this show. We yeah. wanted to expand upon our blog, how we originally started in 2012. And then as we kept going and creating new content, we started to find our voice and prepare for our shows better. And fast forward to almost two years later, we are celebrating our 100th episode. Yeah. Is it real? Is it an anniversary? No, it's not an anniversary. It's our not an year, anniversary. No, our two-year anniversary is coming up. But like, if you think about like 100 episodes, that is 100 consecutive weeks of coming up with new content for you. This is amazing. I'm excited. I am, you, sometimes you got to celebrate your wins. Yeah. This, is, this is a win. I'm celebrating our win. And it's been 100 consecutive weeks of marriage therapy. Yes, it has. For us. It really has. Is that why this thing's going well? It is why it's going well. Yeah. Got, and being completely honest with you guys, this platform gives Joy and I an opportunity to discuss our relationship and our marriage on a weekly basis. Yeah. There are times where people are in relationships or in marriages and we feel this emotional frustration within our marriage, but we don't know how to communicate it or talk about it. The beauty about this show is when Joy and I are having those emotional frustrations and if we haven't really talked about it the way we want to talk about it, It'll we will bring it, we'll yeah. bring it to the show and put it out here and work through those emotions live for you guys to see. And it's been a, a beautiful thing. I do want to say that we, we will have those conversations when the camera's off, when the microphone is, is not on, but it just elevates it again. We're like, oh, no, we're going to talk about this. And it yeah. helps us work through our our situations. Yeah. So we thank you guys not only for tuning in, but we thank you for allowing for allowing us to use this platform as a sounding board to get a real insight into what marriage looks like. Right. We want to thank all 119 of you guys for leaving us a review. We successfully hit our 100 reviews by our 100th episode. I got ambitious and said, can we get to 150 by our yeah. 100th episode? But with one episode left. With one episode left. And, yeah. and 119 is a great number. Again, we thank you guys so much for that support. As promised, I said we were going to do a special giveaway. So for everyone who has left a review for us on iTunes, we are going to enter your name into a drawing and we will give the winner a Purpose Over Profit lapel pin and we will mail that directly to you. So if you left a review, you will automatically be enrolled into the giveaway and we will announce the winner on next week's show. We want to give a shout out to Jordan Peele, who won Best Original Screenplay for Get Out at the Oscars last night. Congratulations. First black person ever to win in that award in the 90th year of the Oscars. Yeah. And is it funny no enough big deal. that the Oscars is low-key the sunken place? And the, the Oscars, sunken place, place. won. I mean, that's where, where Get Out won. I think that's, that's very... 
ironic, I think, but also I, very fitting. And I keep saying this. I think things have to get... We just had Oscar So White, what, two years ago? Yes. So I think that we things have to get just bad before they get good. We're witnessing a lot of... trans. We're in a space of transition. So we're witnessing a lot of unrest, if you will. And we're going to get really good results out of all of it. So this is Jordan Peele winning is a result of us making some noise, saying, hey, Oscar's so white. <laughs> and then him creating just a wonderful film and them being like, you know what? We are really white and we need to acknowledge <laughs> some good stuff that's going on outside of our small scope. I feel like movies that normally win Oscars are movies I've just never heard of. Do you feel that way? hundred percent. It's like, like you, I didn't see. Film? I didn't see one marketing material. I didn't see one promo. But you won four Golden Globes. You won four Oscars. I was just like, what? Who? Who is this movie? Who was the lead yeah. actor? Who was the director? The producer? It's so confusing. It is, but I and I don't know if you guys watch the show Adam Ruins Everything. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. I've seen some clips like, on clips, YouTube. I love Adam Ruins Everything, and in it he explains in award shows basically people you pay to play. Yeah, you pay to play, and you you campaign for your film or your show, and that's kind of how. I just think that's so silly. It's like, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to put all this money in so you can give me an award. If your yeah. film's not good, then you shouldn't be awarded. Why can't you just see people are doing well? Right. Which, I, I, by the way, could be why Oscars were so white because, you know, budget issues. <laughs> like, well, we don't have the budget to campaign for this. Yeah, that's, so. that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm just saying. Shout out to you, Jordan. Bill, yes. For getting it done. Congratulations. On a low-key random note, last night Joy got in bed and said, you know what? I'm, I'm not feeling well. I think I might be getting sick. And I, looked, I was feeling fatigued. No, she said, I think like, I'm getting sick. That, because quote. that is, for me, it's the first sign of like, yeah, you're probably about to go down. Yeah, she yeah. literally verbatim said, I think I'm getting sick. Yeah. I need to take a eucalyptus bath. I'm feeling a little scratch in my throat. All the signs that you know, mm, somebody might be getting sick. But I took some echinacea with golden seal. Again, she, t- she says that, that she's getting sick. So when we we're getting ready to go to bed, I said, hey, babe, I'm, I'm going to sleep on the couch. And she completely freaked out. No, I accepted it at first. At first, I said, okay. I said, that makes sense. I got it. But then I got in bed, and I was like, I don't want to sleep alone. Because when you're sick, you want comfort. Not that I'm sick, but I am feeling fatigued, and I wanted to to cuddle. But can we take a second and, and realize that when our partners get sick, we just get in the bed and sleep next to them like any normal night, but then we get upset when we wake up and get sick? And I was sitting here thinking about it last night. I said, Joy and I have been sick multiple times and have shared a bed. And it makes absolutely no sense to sleep next to your partner, breathe in each other's faces, and then have the audacity to get upset when you get sick. It's literally silly. And I told her, I said, no, I I can't afford to get sick. (laughs) I was like, it's it's not going to work. I'm going to go sleep on the couch. And honestly, I didn't have a very good night's rest because I did want to be in my bed. But at the same time, I prioritized my health over my comfort of sleeping. And again, I don't like being sick. And it just blows my mind that we constantly do this as couples. Why? Who thought that was a good idea? Because love. <laughs> no, no the, lo- the love is, I love us so much that only one of us is going to get sick. So we're going to keep our space and we can you. take care of each other. I don't kiss you when you get sick. It doesn't matter. When you sleep, your breath is just all in the room. That you is true. You got germs flowing all up in the sky. 
It's just, sky. it's just falling on you. Like, what do you do? Like, we try to put the pillow barriers, but again, like breath That's is just moving in germs for hours. I do. I feel you. I, I'm okay if you are sick. The problem is when you're coughing. And I do actually harbor actual resentment for you when you're coughing in your sleep. Because I'm just like, how dare he just spread his germs? And, and, but then it's like, why even are you more. even in the room? Like, you know I'm sitting here coughing and hell. Kick me off to the couch or you go sleep on the couch. It makes... Zero sense. How about from now on? And I don't know why it just registered to me. If someone is sick, you sleep on the couch. Because you sleep well on the couch. I do sleep well on the couch. I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. But it just, I I don't understand that it took me almost, it took me 10 years of this relationship to realize how foolish it is to sleep in the bed next to someone who's sick. Why do we do this? I I genuinely don't have So if I'm just not feeling you one day, I could be like, you know what? I'm not really feeling well. Well, I can know when you're BSing. I just found a loophole. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. (laughs) We get into it. So you're going to use that? I got a sore throat. I need you to go sleep on the couch. That would be disrespectful. I'm feeling fatigued. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm But I knew you were fatigued and I knew you were feeling sick. So I have a a sense of if you're actually not feeling well. I'm really just trying to rally. We talked about R&R last week and we haven't been able to do it yet next week is our scheduled R&R weekend but I'm just I'm trying to rally through the week but you know how your body is shutting you down like okay well you really should have scheduled that for the weekend prior I'm, I'm having a hard time we've we've gone pretty much non-stop since the layoff at the beginning of the year me in particular and I, I remember we were we were coming home this weekend and I just looked at you and I said my body is shutting down. I, I, going back to what we discussed last week is the boundaries, setting yeah. up those boundaries for how much you can work. And you know, there's always that idea as an entrepreneur is that work never ends. You have to keep going and keep going. And the truth is, is that, yeah, the work does never end, but you do have to give yourself a second and take a break. And I just realized I have not given myself a break for two consecutive months. And I'm talking Saturday and Sunday, continuing to work yeah. and figure things out as we look to grow the, the the new business that we started as well as this platform. And I was like, okay, we got we to figure something out. This is, this is not going to work because being, again, running to the ground makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And I've been right there with you. I really have. Every step of the way. Yeah, and I'm guilty, though, because you'll try to come home and decompress. And I'll be like, so you've been going all day. I need your opinion on this, 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 and this. Right. And then I'll open my computer, and next thing you know, it's 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight, and I'm yeah. still looking at a laptop. See, that's the problem when you have laptops. You had a desktop. You have you to shut it down. You have to shut it down because you have or to you walk have to away to that from your one desk. place. Yeah. yeah, you have to leave. So along with R and R, I think it's important to set boundaries because we, yeah, you schedule relaxation, but. If you're running yourself into the ground to the point where you need to schedule relaxation all the time, then you need to actually schedule some boundaries as well. Most definitely. Schedule some time where, okay, I work from these hours to these hours, and then that's it. Which we've talked about. Yeah. No, I, but in practice, it's difficult, well, especially have, when you're launching something. Well, I have just realized is, again, you fall into the trap, of the, the busy trap, is where you feel like, okay, I must work 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours each day so I can show myself and show the world that I'm a grinder, I'm building, and I'm an entrepreneur. You know, that, that's what you, you embody this mindset that I have to run myself to the ground in order to be successful. But in reality is you can't be as successful as you need to be if you're not taking care of your body. We want to be the best for everybody else, 
But if we, we can't be the best for everyone else if we're not the best for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it took me two months to realize, okay, yes, Justin, you do have a lot of work to do. That is okay. Other people also have a lot of work to do too. But again, you're not going to be able to execute the way you want to execute if you're constantly running on fumes. Right. I'm granted, I'm granted it only took me two months to come to that realization. Yeah, two months still, feels like a long time for us, but it's really not. No, but you're, you're just battling this, this misconception. And I remember that the one time in particular, I was sitting down working, and I didn't have a particular project or an idea that I was working on, so I was endlessly scrolling on social media. And I had looked up, and I said, why am I sitting here wasting time doing nothing? I don't have a particular project my, there's no create no idea that's creatively stewing in my mind but because it was like t- two o'clock in the afternoon i was like okay you must be working at two o'clock in the afternoon everybody else around the world is working at two o'clock in the afternoon so do you i said no this is a complete waste of time and i remember it's getting crazy. up and, and watching a movie and i and i released that guilt but it, it, it it's it's a crazy trap in a world that we live in and we constantly feel that we just have to be busy all the time in order to be successful but again, that, that is counterintuitive because if we're not taking care of ourselves, how can we take care of our business and our services for other people? Not possible. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in doing the work that needs to get done and, and then you can live your life. And, and I think that, that you're good at making to-do lists. Very good. You're excellent at making to-do lists. So if you make a to-do list for the day, you say, okay, I'm going to do, I, if I were you, I would do it by day. So this is Monday's to-do list. This is Tuesday's to-do list. This is Wednesday. And plan it out so that it makes sense for your week. When you are finished with Monday's to-do list, be done. Yeah, shut it down. I just got yeah. anxiety literally thinking about that. I think, no, 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 I can't. I can't limit because myself. Because you think there's work to be done. <laughs> exactly. I need to do Tuesdays I, too. I and if I finish on Tuesday, I'm going to do Wednesdays. Yep. Yeah. I immediately did not, got anxiety thinking about limitations on my day. Yeah. Didn't, didn't like it. Well, because if I were to say to you, all right, if you work Monday all day, take Tuesday off. If I say that, no, you would not say, good. no, absolutely, absolutely not. not. So spread the work out. I would rather, instead of putting limiting tasks on a day because things may come up throughout the day yeah, that need to get done, those things. I yeah. would rather put in, I'd rather put a time constraint than an actual, this is the amount of work. See, and I think done. I would work best with a task a task list? Yeah. yeah. If I have all my tasks and I'm done with my tasks, I'm done. I don't like the time thing because that's, that's my problem with corporate. It's difficult because you just work, work, work for these <laughs> amount of hours and then be done. What? That's ins- insane because your workload is different every day. That is true. And I wouldn't necessarily want to be in the same time doing no. everything and because events may happen. Right. You may have to do something in the morning so your start to the exactly. day is delayed. And that's the other thing. I want flexibility within my day. So if my work day doesn't start until 12 p.m., and then let's say I, I have four major tasks I need to do that day, and I'm done by 3.30, then I just worked from 12 to 3.30, and that's fine. And maybe in the beginning of that day, I worked out, and maybe after 3.30, I went to a late lunch, and then I come back, and then I make you know some glorious theater, whatever, but I'm still enjoying my life in between because the task will always be there. There will always be something to do. So as long as you finish what you need to finish, you're allowed to enjoy your life. Yeah, the more you explain that, the more I like that. Maybe that's going to be my task for the week. That's going to be my goal. Your task is to identify tasks. Yes, my task (laughs) for the week is going to break down my to-do list 
into days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I wonder how that will change the amount of time I'm spending staring at an open laptop. Yeah. I like that. Good work, babe. Look at look at you I'm just happy. coming up with all kind of good ideas. Happy to help. Happy to help because that is how I will be working when it was my turn. As long as we had this conversation, Justin wasn't feeling me because I told him, and it does sound bad to say, I do understand, and it sounds uh, sacrilege, if you will, especially for how America works, but I'm not the kind of person who's ever going to be like, let me generate more work for myself. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, and not because I'm lazy or don't want to, but I am trying to enjoy the moments in between, and you cannot do that if you're constantly like, what else can be done? What else can I do? How else can I, you know, I'm not that kind of person. I actually do not want to be. What did you say? I said I completely disagree. That that embodies what I believe is lazy, and here is why I, I say that is, I think the secret spot is somewhere in between Joy's thinking and my thinking. I because would agree you, with that. you can't try to build a business and an organization and say, I'm not going to create more work for myself. Because then you're essentially delaying the amount of success your company can have. So there's, I understand that just filling your day with busy work is a waste of time. But to also say, I'm not going to go above and beyond to think about ways I can improve the work I'm doing is a disservice to not only you, but also to the customers and people who support you and who you serve. Yeah, but I also, I think the other thing is this. We work differently. If I'm out and about and doing things, my brain, I am coming up with things. It's just, I don't need to be, I don't need to be sitting in front of a computer. What, what are you thought? This was my, my other thought is Joy had made the comment about creatively stewing. She's like, well, there's times where I'm not working, but I'm creatively stewing. I'm thinking of, of, of thoughts and ideas. But my challenge is you keep telling me that you're creatively stewing, but I'm also seeing no work getting done. So yeah. you just saying that I'm creatively stewing but- means that you're working and nothing is getting done. I can't just accept, okay, she creatively stewed for four weeks and nothing's got done. That, that's not an acceptable default. Nothing that you have seen has gotten done. But I have done things. But, but you're, like you're literally never going to see them. And that's what I... How, yeah. how can you say that? Because they're not good enough to see the light of day. Like, so, that's, just, that's just the truth. But this, was, this is what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. If we need to, to come up and, and say, all right, well, this month we need to release... Six episodes of, of Married Millennials. Well, but that we doesn't need- mean I'm necessarily cons- creatively... Re- we have how many different platforms? Justin, I want you to think about my life for two seconds. For two seconds, let's think about okay. it. Okay. I'm married. I work full-time. We have Purpose Over Profit. We have Married Millennials, or, which is the show for Love Jays. Like, really thinking about my life. And then on top of that, I have my own creative interest. Then on top of that, I try to remain mentally sane. Like, I'm trying to prioritize my wellness. I'm trying to be a good enough partner. I'm trying to be a good enough business partner. I'm also trying to be good enough to drag myself to work every day. Like, there's, there are a lot of moving parts. So to sit and be like, ah, oh, like, you're just creative stewing and being lazy when literally I'm spread so thin is absurd. Like, when else am I supposed to creatively plug in? Like I take every moment I can, every single moment I can. What you think it's ridiculous? I don't think it's ridiculous. But when you're in a building phase, when you're building, you, you do have, have to be to in hyperdrive. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Okay, I, but I can't give but you. But did default I not here. say I said while you're building, 
give me some tasks because I'm not going to come home if you like, let's work some more. I have given you tasks before and you've ignored them. And you said, I'm just not in the mindset to, to execute them. What, what tasks did you give me? There's a few. We're not going to sit here and, and, right, and divulge fine. it here, but I've had I given did, you tasks. I forgot to the, print some stuff. <laughs> no, I, I've given you tasks before, and you will say, I'm not in the mindset to complete or execute well, yeah, this task. I, I will, yeah. But if I need it to get done, and then I assign it to you and you don't do it, well, what's the but point of me assigning it to you? But if I tell you, like, listen, you? I can't do this right now. But you've, you've, been, you've been in that space, full transparency, you've been in that space for months. Yeah. So how how are you going to then tell me? But I'm being honest me, no, with on. you. How are you going to tell me to assign you tasks when I assign you tasks? You say you're not in a space to do it, but then you get frustrated at me when I'm looking at you and saying we need to do more, and you're like, "Well, I need space. I need time to to relax decompress. and decompress." It, it doesn't work. That's counterintuitive. That's an oxymoron. But I did say that we could sit down this week. I said I need a list of tasks. So you coming to me being like, hey, could you do this and could you do it today? That does not work for me. If we say at the top of Monday, these are the things I need to complete it by the, t- the end of the week, I can do that for you. But you need to let me do them on my own time and then you have to leave me alone. You can't be like, did you do this task? Did you do this task? I can't, did you do this task? If that a ta- does not work for If me. a task has a due date, you can't, you can't, I can't allow you to I do it. I just said, give me task on Monday. And then give me until Friday to complete the task so, But sometimes that does not work. You're living in fantasy land, babe. All right. So then give me a task. Whatever. I'm just saying on the top of the week, give me your list of tasks. And it's okay if it's okay. Well, I need this done actually by Wednesday. Fine. We're going we're gonna to try this out because I want you guys to understand what happens on, on, on Monday nights. We record the episode on Monday morning and we'll come back. We edit throughout the day and we'll come home and, and tighten up the show. Then once everything is, is set, ready to rock, Joy's in bed, and she's done on Monday nights. She's not trying to have a conversation. So you're going to tell me right now that you want to have a meeting on Monday nights and say, here's an assigned task, and if some task are due earlier, Just you're going to an, execute it? Send me an email. Send me an email. Why do we have to have a full-on conversation? Or send me an email, and if there's something that you need to address in the email, we'll have a phone call about Love it. Love Jay's something. crew. You guys are going to hold Joy accountable. I am coming to you guys live and direct and saying, look, here are, here are the number of tasks I asked Joy to complete, and they didn't get done. Yeah. And All you're right. going to say, hey, Joy, how did, you, how did you do this week on executing your task? Well, you know what? I... I just didn't get it done. I, it, you know what? This isn't fair because we haven't tried this yet, and you're already shooting it down. And then it makes me not want to try. It makes me not want to try. Because I – listen, do you feel like I've just been trying to not help you out at all? No, I don't feel that way. All right. I, I, I feel so like I'm ha- trying to tell you how I can help you, and you have not fully tried it yet, and you're shooting it down. I am shooting I'm it trying down. to help you help me <laughs> or help me help you. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to I, say. I know what you're saying. Yeah. History just has a way of, of making you yes, feel some type of way. Yes, but we can't hold on to that. We're trying to move forward. And I do understand. We have completely two different work ethics. Justin's shit's on mine. Like, <laughs> let's just be honest about that. I, and I, I do, I can recognize that. And I do want to do better. But again, I do have limitations. And they are self-instated limitations because I am all about wellness. Like, even now, I am spread thin. I am exhausted. Well, we got to make life changes so you don't have to be exhausted. And we're trying. Like I said, we are genuinely, this is, I mean, this is a real conversation that we're having right now. (laughs) Thank you for being present for it. But yeah, we're we're really just trying to work through that. The truth is we are still trying to figure out how to work with one another on a business level. And it is different because we do have two very... 
different ideas of working. Yes, and that has been the biggest challenge is when you have a work ethic like mine, I hold myself to a standard that is probably ridiculous. Yeah. And I expect other people to maintain that, that same standard, which is unfair, I can admit. But that's just how I'm wired. And in particular, now with Purpose Over Profit, we're in such a building phase. And to have your business partner not have that same level of, of drive as far as the executing of tasks and getting things done is a little frustrating, but it's also not possible for me to execute all the tasks because Joy approaches different opportunities and projects in a, in a light that I may not necessarily think about, and it could actually be better for her to execute that task. But again, finding that balance of, oh, I can't just wait for you to be, okay, I'm no longer stretched thin. I don't want you to wait, to but done. I just need you to realize that your life right now is purpose over profit. That is a luxury that you have, and it's beautiful, and I'm grateful to it. My, my life is not just that, because it can't be right now, because I am going to work every day. And that isn't, I don't mean that in a way like, I'm supporting us, blah, blah. I don't feel that way about it, but, but that is, that's what I'm bringing right now. I'm, I'm doing the stable thing so that you can do the, the entrepreneurial thing for now. And then we'll get to the point where we're all, when we're on the same page. But, but right now I'm, 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 I'm spread too. I'm spread too. We're spread. We're both spread. I know. I said too. I said (laughs) T-O-O. Yeah, we're both spread thin. So for you, for you to be like, I need you to be on the ground like I'm on the ground is absurd because I'm on the ground in a completely Correct. different way. I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't expect you to work the way I work all the time and do all the things I do. I am just expressing in the times over these past few months when I've asked for help with certain things, oftentimes they don't get completed because you've said that you just need a second to decompress. Yeah. And I understand you need a second to decompress, but again, I need help too. Yeah, I've I've helped you in the ways that I I've felt that I could, and then after we had our talk this week, and I said, okay, let's really sit down and see where I can plug in, and 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 we'll see, we'll see where that goes. The challenge, but is- I told I told you I need tasks, I, okay, and I need a list of them, gonna- and then I need you to leave me the hell alone. <laughs> Do gonna- not mention the task <laughs> before the due date. Don't check in and see where I am. Leave me the hell alone. You got it? The challenges of owning a business with your significant other and the challenges of just being married. Like yeah. we, got, we got the dual threats. We have the, the business operations and then we also have the marriage operations. Yeah. And that's what, and it's, and it's and again, full transparency, I don't want to push in certain ways because Joy is my wife. Right. So it's like sometimes I just have to take the L because if we were in an office setting, it would be completely different and things would get done in the level and the pace in which they should get done. But right. I can't push that same way because Joy is also my wife. Right. And while, yes, you have to separate Justin and Joy, the business partners from Justin and Joy, husband and wife, they're still the same people. <laughs> we still have the same emotional base in both situations. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a slippery slope. But we're gonna, I'm going to keep you guys posted as we... Look Absolutely. to assign I'm, tasks I'm looking forward and hold to each it. other accountable. And you guys holding us accountable. Send us a DM and be like, look, did you guys have that meeting yet? If you didn't, why haven't you <laughs> had that meeting? Justin, did you send Joy tasks for the week? If you didn't, why haven't you sent Joy for the See, task this week? I absolutely don't want that. <laughs> That's what I said. You don't want people to hold us accountable? I, I don't need reminders. We already know how to do it. That's what, <laughs> did I not just say send me the task and leave me the hell alone? You did you need- not, you're not understanding. <laughs> 
Okay. And then I want reminders. And maybe that's, maybe you're just treating me how you like to work. Like you like people to be like, hey, did you do that? No, I I don't like people on my back. I don't like Uh, being micromanaged. Oh, interesting. I don't micromanage you. You're playing yourself. (laughs) Baby. The challenges. You you play me, you play yourself. The challenges. Playing me. Staying on the topic of purpose over profit. Justin had his very first speaking engagement this weekend. Yes, I did. And if I'm being honest, I was a nervous wreck. I have loved the spotlight. I do love the spotlight. I enjoy talking and speaking and sharing my story. Obviously, I'm working to become a full-time motivational speaker. And this was the first time I've ever given a speech, and I had nerves galore all over my body. I was sweating towards the end of the speech. And I'm like, I have never I've felt never this seen way. I've never you nervous. I've, it was weird for me. I was like, wait, should we be worried if Justin's nervous? Now I'm nervous. I I've have never been nervous for you because you're, you're not a nervous person. I've never experienced that. And I think because this is the first time where I was paid to give a speech. Mm-hmm. Before, when I would give speeches, they were, someone invite me to come talk and you know, just to, hey, here's this opportunity, come share your story. So it was almost like there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. I just come, I do what I do, I know I do it well, and I go on about my day. Well, this one is, you know, I was hired by a client to come and deliver a speech. And for some reason, that just tripped my whole brain up. And I went out there and I executed the speech and the speech went well. But afterwards, I was just in a panic. Like, okay, how was that? Did I do well? Was yeah. it good? Was the client satisfied? And people came up to me after the speech and said, I really enjoyed what you have to say. I'm currently going through that right now in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you. If you didn't touch anyone else, you touched me. And I heard that from multiple people. So I was affirmed that the speech was a success, but still, but like, still I didn't believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't quite believe it because I had never had that feeling before. And this was the first time where I ever questioned my ability. It's like, was I, am, am I good enough to, to be paid to give speeches? Mm-hmm. Am, is this what I am called here to do? Can I, I, I questioned everything for a smooth 48 hours after this speech. I was just in my thoughts and feelings, and I, I have never, ever in my life experienced it. It's imposter syndrome. So you, you go into something... And you do it, and it goes fine and everything, but then you have feelings of, like, do I belong here? Is this my place? I don't really know what I'm doing. Does everyone know that I don't know what I'm doing? Like, it's every, and everyone has it. Like, it's something that we all like, deal with, but to witness it was, it, you was weird because to, I don't now, think I've ever seen you go through How that. do you think I felt being in the flesh? You guys heard me talk about walking in my purpose. Since I yeah. was a kid, for over 20 years, I've known this is what I'm supposed to do. So because I knew all of those feelings and ideas and thoughts, I was just ready to go walk on stage and rock it out. Mm-hmm. And I did rock it out. But the inside feelings blew my mind. I, I never thought in a million years that I would have that feeling once I completed the speech of saying, was I good enough? Was I worth it? And Joy, and usually I'm the one saying, nah, get over that, get over that. And Joy's looking at me and saying, you got to get over it. Now you did well. Everyone enjoyed your speech. You were paid for your services. You satisfied everyone. Now you take those notes, you improve upon it, and you get better, and you go book your next gig. Exactly. And I, my thing was this. This was his very first speaking engagement. You're 
very first. I mean, the first your first paid. So and I, but that adds another layer of pressure, as you mentioned. For sure. So to expect to go out there and to be expert level is insane. It's insane. It is insane. But I, I will also say is because what it was a good lesson and what I learned is just because you're walking in your purpose and you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing does not mean that you're automatically an expert. I came off the stage and said, oh, man, I have a lot to improve upon. Even though it went well, I know yeah. the standard and expectation that I hold myself to and what I'm capable of doing. I was like, oh, no, I, I got to get better. So it was, it was, it was just a, an eye-opening experience because, again, I've known for 20 years this is what I was supposed to be doing. I declared on this platform I was ready to walk in my purpose, and I'm actively doing so. Mm-hmm. But I still have a long way to go to becoming an expert in my field, even though this was my divine yeah. assignment. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. You still got to get in the lab and work. All things I knew, but it, it just it practice, blew my mind. It's a mother, yeah. It's, yeah. I think that it's a thing when, when you, and we've discussed this, when you launch something, you expect the whole world to be like, yeah, and you hear crickets. And in your situation you finally reach this place and you're like oh my gosh I'm on level one it's like when you go from middle school eighth grade you're on top of the world and then you go to high school and you're a freshman again you're like damn it I gotta I gotta do this you gotta work all, all the way back up the ladder over again yes there's just there are many ladders in life and you just you gotta climb them all I that's do. why it makes <laughs> sense to get to where you want to go so that you can climb in a way that makes sense for your soul's growth most definitely. It was just a, a very interesting experience. I, I had, I never would have thought in a million years that I would have felt the feelings I had before my speech and the questions and doubt that I had once I left the stage. Never in a million years would mm-hmm. have thought I would have had those thoughts because I was like, this is, this is what I do. It was an incredible learning experience. It was an incredible opportunity. I, I want to thank the organization that brought me out to speak. It was, it was great to talk to players, parents, coaches, and share my story and tie in what we're doing with Purpose Over Profit. It also showed how much more I want to expand Purpose Over Profit. You know, originally, you know, the concept behind it was Purpose Over Profit was going to be the catalyst for my speaking engagements. But in talking with other people, it could be so much It could more. be so much bigger. And I knew that it could be bigger, but just the, the conversations I had with a few people following the speech, it just lit a new fire underneath me that said, purpose over profit is bigger than Justin, which I knew all along, but it, it just brought new ideas into my brain of how we could grow and take purpose over profit to the next level. Because it is for everyone, but again... My thoughts are only my thoughts, and I need other people to help. And being able to have those conversations following the speech just gave me a new idea. One of the uh, received a, a great DM from a, an individual who was like, "Where is this at in the community? Let me know when you are in Canada." I was just like, "Yes, I got to get to work." But it, it was it's a, it was a crazy experience, an exciting experience. But I was able to check something off of my goal list is I, I said I wanted to, to be a motivational speaker and book my first paid speaking gig, and I was able to check that off of my goals list. And it was nice to open that sheet and something I had wrote almost a year ago to be able to highlight and say, job well done. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. I'm, I'm, proud, I'm proud of me too. <laughs> I wanna, Are you? I know. I am. <laughs> I, I am now because, it, it, again, when, when, I, when I checked the the goal off of my list. I did have a moment. I'm saying, Justin, you wrote this down and you were able to achieve it. And so for that, I, I, was, I was happy. 
and I was journaling last night before I went to bed and put all my thoughts out, the thoughts of frustrations and doubts that I just shared, but also the ability that you were laid off two months ago. You said you were going to become a full-time speaker in less than two or just after two months of launching or coming up with this concept, you booked your gig. There's something special in that, and I needed to understand and, and accept. Wasn't it th- two months to the day uh, when you had the idea? Yes, it was exactly two months to the day. Two months to the day. Is when I delivered that speech. I so, mean, come on. Cut yourself some slack. Yeah. So when you, <laughs> when you look from, from that perspective, you, have, you do have to, to celebrate yourself and you celebrate your win. So I had a moment last night when I was journaling in peace to recognize that success. And again, I'm, I'm excited for more opportunities and to look back at the film and find out ways I can improve and go out and deliver on my next speech and make sure it's even better and continue to get better and better and better and better. And on a side note, we had to take a road trip to the speaking engagement. We live in California and the speaking engagement was in Arizona and our sound engineer came with us. Justin said, I'm going to put him in the front seat because he'll keep me company because you're probably just going to knock out and be in the back. I was like, okay. So I sat in the back seat. What happened? He knocked out immediately, yep. and Joy was in the back reading and having a good time. Yep, and that was up the majority but, of yeah, the trip. Majority both, of the trip. both ways. It was, it was a five-hour trip, but a five-hour drive both ways. And it's funny because I fell asleep when we dropped off our sound engineer. Like, isn't, that, isn't that a mess? I was like, Joy, you <laughs> do- way, I was up the entire time. But this is what blows my mind with Joy is when we go on trips, and if it's between an hour to hour and a half, Joy is complaining take it. the entire time. She's taking a nap, going to sleep. So I was like, well, just go in the back seat. You can't stay up for any length of time right. after an hour. So why would I think that you're going to stay up for five hours? Sure enough, she stays up the whole time. And then as right. soon as we drop Randy off at the house, she reclines her seat, knocks out while I'm sitting in traffic to go 30 miles to get home. Yeah. Really? Out. Completely. And I really did fall asleep, too. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the front seat. Maybe I can only stay awake in the back. Because it did. It felt like a road trip when I was when I was younger. We used to take road trips. And I would be the one who stayed up with my dad and keep, kept him company. Because I, I think you have to watch the person who's driving a long distance. Yeah, they, they kept saying I was doing slow blinks. You were doing towards slow Towards the blinks. end of the drive. And we talked about it, too, because you were over there fibbing. Like, no. Because he snapped at me. I was like, oh, you know, baby, you're okay. And he was like, just, you know, be in the backseat, basically. I don't know what, what he said exactly. But, and I was trying to tell him, like, dude, you're falling asleep here. But we both saw it. But now here's, here's the funny part. Everybody, according to these two individuals, said I was falling asleep. Did anyone say, hey, Justin... We'll drive. We've been asleep for a few minutes, a few hours. I said, we'll take did the you, wheel. I did ask no, if you, you needed someone else to drive. No, you did on not. On the way up. You did not. I wouldn't have driven, but. Just look at you. Just stop. But it would have Here, been Here's the thing. When you go make suggestions and you're not providing any solutions, I don't want to hear your suggestions. Sorry. But I feel like also, if, if you really needed me to drive, of course I would have. But you don't prefer that I drive. And it was like 2 a.m., on a row that I'm unfamiliar with. Wait, the, <laughs> sure. Again, if, if, if my frustration came from when you're offering s- suggestions and you're not giving any solutions, I appreciate it, but at the same time, c- keep them to yourself. But your, co- your co-pilot could have driven. 
you did have two people who could have potentially driven. You, but you guys that didn't. That wasn't even. You, you, you didn't. But you, why wouldn't you have asked? Why wouldn't you say, like, you know what? I am tired. Can because I was drive? fine. And at then at I, one point, we, okay. I felt fine. All right, Justin. That's what it was. I had felt fine. You know what? We're it, just both ridiculous is what it is. We got there safely. To to Arizona and we got back home to California. Yeah, safely. you were completely good on I, the way back. I drove both ways and it was good. The moral of the story is that Joy and I did really well on a road trip, which I have been very fearful to go on a road trip with Joy just because he's refused. Like I, no. I have refused. I genuinely have refused because a Joy loses her mind when she's in a car longer than an hour and is always complaining. And then, then also with Joy is there are times when I just don't want to talk and Joy will fill the entire card ride up with conversation. And then when I don't respond, she gets upset that I'm not responding. And then it turns into us being mad at each other while we're in the car. And then we have to be in the car for an extended amount of time. It just makes it unpleasant. So because of all those factors, I have that chosen... That is real life. Yes, that's, I have chosen life, not yeah. to go on a road trip with Joy. That's and okay. this time, we did really well. Now, I'm sure it helped that we had another person with us because they were able able to bounce off each other and probably talk shit about me and how I operate. So it works. So maybe we, we can do road trips with other people, but I am more open to the idea of going on a road trip with Joy. All right. I'll take it. No, I'll try to. I mean, I would say I'd try to talk less, but it, it would be a. Well, I think what helped is you had your book and you were able to read your book yeah. and you had your moments. And then actually, of being you quiet. said, like, no reading, hang out with me. And then I fell asleep. And you fell, exactly. <laughs> like, the disrespect. Yeah, you guys see why so I don't want to do this. The key is, I need a, not a regular book because I would get a headache, but if I, I can do an ebook, I can do an ebook and you can drive and we can be quiet. And then everything will be fine. And we just get to where we need to go. I'm really looking forward to doing a road trip for my 29th year of life. I want to go up the California coast. I've never done that before. Neither have I. I want to see the Redwoods really, really bad for some reason. And we had friends who went last year. And I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have invited, should have invited me. But they camped. And I don't know if I have camping in my blood. Nope. I tried to go camping once, and I had anxiety for an entire week thinking about a bear attack. And didn't end up going. Yeah, I had to call my friends and be like, yo, I cannot go. Yeah. The, the rule of thumb is very simple for me. If we're sleeping in a tent, I'm out. Like, I'm just, there is no I'm not actual, there. like, I just don't do well with false sense of security. Like, there's no actual security in a tent, like, except Zero. for, like, mosquitoes. Other than that, you're not yeah, I'm, safe. I, I have no problem with nature. I have no problem exploring. This, my rule is simple. If we're in a tent, I'm out. Yeah. I just need a cabin with a door. I could do an door. RV. An RV would be cool. Yeah, I, I can do an RV. We could camp in an RV easy. Yes. Again, tent. I'm out. Just yes. don't even extend the invite. I appreciate the thought, but I'm not sleeping in the tent. Yeah, I would rather not. So so that's not going to work out. But yeah, my birthday is in September, so we got a little ways to go. But daylight savings time is next weekend, and I am pumped. I need the sun to be out for long periods of time. The winter sun just... Setting at 4.30 doesn't work for me. It really doesn't. I, I mean, it's dark. And I like I like evening jogs, too, every once in a while. I can't do that. Last summer, we got in the groove of going on those evening walks. With the dogs. Remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't going with the dogs. Remember? We were just walking. Oh, yeah, that was. We were just we were walking, walking and talking all through the summer. And it was wonderful for like an hour and a half. We'd come back when the sun would be setting at like 8.30. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, so don't forget to set your clocks Forward or back? Yes, spring, you spring, spring forward. forward. You spring forward 
uh, and that's next Sunday, March 11th. It's coming. It's coming. You're not excited. Yes, I'm excited. I'm just not super giddy excited like you. I do enjoy the sun. I do look forward to having our walks again because that means we're closer to summer, which means we're closer to more fun and liveliness, and I can finally get some more color on my pale skin right now. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And of course, share it with your friends. And as always, let's get the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com. You will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.